What's going on, family? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. My name is Gerard Bonner. They call me GB, and I hope you are doing absolutely well today. It's been a full, full weekend for sure, and today is the start of summer officially so happy summer solstice welcome to the new season and i'm sure that will not stop all of the wild things that are heading to us in the world of pro wrestling but let's start by saying this thank you so much for your continued support of all things connected to the faction instagram facebook and twitter you can find us at the faction show and if you are following us or subscribe to us on our podcast where you're listening to us right now thank you so much it is wildly appreciated in case you didn't know you can find us on spotify on apple google or wherever else you get your podcast would you do me a favor and leave us a comment and rate us in those spaces it is incredibly important if you want others to be able to see what we're doing and be promoted better in those spaces, we need your comments, we need your ratings. So by all means, please do so. There are some who have left some amazing comments in the space of Apple, and I appreciate it. Let's continue to do that, and let's do that in these other spaces as well. Spotify for sure, Google for sure. We really, really appreciate that. If you're brand new, welcome aboard. It's great to have you here. We talk wrestling and all sorts of fun things connected to it. I hope you enjoy this kind of conversation. If you do, share it with your friends and followers, and let's continue to build this community. Okay, so there's quite a bit to talk about, and I am going to get into Vince McMahon and a bit of an addendum to the last episode that I dropped on you guys. So we'll talk about that because there is more Vince McMahon news. But first, I want to talk about Forbidden Door. That is the next big pay-per-view that's coming, and it's coming this Sunday as AEW and New Japan present Forbidden Door. It's happening in Chicago at the United Center. It's sold out in like two minutes flat. It's really quite crazy. And I will just say this. Well, before I say what I'm going to say, let me give you what the current updated card is for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view as of right now we've got six matches these matches include will osprey the current iwgp united states champion taking on orange cassidy a winner take all battle for the iwgp and ring of honor world tag team champions as the team of united empire which is the great o'con and jeff cobb who just won the iwgp tag team titles last week at dominion they will be taking on the current Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, and that is FTR. That's going to be an incredible match, I think. There's a trios match that will see Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki, and Chris Jericho team up to take on Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. Then the All-Atlantic Championship match will take place. It will be a fatal four-way as of right now. We know that Miro and Pac will be involved. We also know that this Wednesday, another qualifying match takes place as Malachi Black takes on Penta Oscuro. And then there will be representation from New Japan Pro Wrestling to round out that fatal four-way. The women's championship for AEW will be on the line as Thunder Rosa defends against Tony Storm. That, as of right now, is the only match that is not an interpromotional match. And then right now, the main event 
is for the AEW Interim World Championship as John Moxley will take on Hiroshi Tanahashi. So I'll say this. First of all, I think this pay-per-view on paper and at least in theory has potential to be one of the most significant pay-per-views in the history of this sport. I think since the announcement of the formation of AEW, we always wondered if AEW and New Japan would initially work together. The initial New Japan regime would not allow that to happen since, of course, the Young Bucks, Cody, Kenny Omega were such a major part of New Japan and a major part of Ring of Honor. And yet, because of the way they left, both Ring of Honor and New Japan were really not feeling the launch of AEW. Well, fast forward three years, and again, anything could happen. New leadership over at New Japan changes that. Ring of Honor goes up for sale, and of all people... Tony Khan and AEW purchase Ring of Honor. Tony Khan and AEW enter into this relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And here we are three years later with the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. So here already is where I find this to be concerning. And I find it to be concerning because initially and Internally, I'm still very excited about the concept of this pay-per-view, but there are a few things that have not happened that needed to happen. Obviously, CM Punk as the world champion would be a big deal. You can't control him getting injured. I understand that. But what is a New Japan pay-per-view without Kazuchika Okada? Right. Like, let's think about this. When they did their G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden, a joint promotion between Ring of Honor and New Japan, you had Kazuchika Okada, obviously there. Jay White was there. A number of other primary and important New Japan figures were there. Doing this without Kazuchika Okada as of right now feels weird. It equally feels weird that there's not a match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship as of now. Now, that, of course, could change by Wednesday, but here again is where I find this to be problematic. It's literally like booking is happening on the seat of its pants at the very last minute, and that's not good. Here's the other thing that's equally concerning to me about this. It feels as though from the AEW side that there is an assumption that their fans all watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, for me, when I see Tanahashi show up, when I see Will Ospreay show up, when I see Jay White show up, like when I see these folks, it matters to me because I've been invested in the New Japan product since 2016. So when you're looking at it from that perspective, Almost six years of paying attention to what's been going on in New Japan. Those names matter to me. But for the average AEW fan, they don't have NJPW World. They don't know who these people are. And they don't know why they should be excited to see Hiroshi Tanahashi outside of Jim Ross putting him over, outside of a big deal being made by Excalibur and Tony Schiavone. There's nothing else that talks about why Hiroshi Tanahashi is significant. Sure, the commentators should be doing that, but that's not solely the commentators' jobs. There should be promo packages 
put together. Now, for all that we can say about WWE, WWE has done a stellar job in introducing people to their audience. And certainly in NXT, definitely during the NXT black and gold days, you would find out about their history. There would be packages done on them. They'd have opportunities to tell their story etc 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 we need a reason why we should care about these people and here's the thing that reason is not being given by AEW and so that is of concern to me because I think that this particular pay-per-view would have a much bigger buy-in and buy rate if people understood why this should matter so, yeah, I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about the matches, quite frankly. And I say that because, for instance, Will Ospreay against Orange Cassidy? Uh, no, I'm sure there are several others we'd rather see. Like, personally, what about Will Ospreay and Ray Phoenix? Like, for real, for real, that I think would be absolutely epic and there are some other potential matches that i think could happen that would be amazing swerve and will osprey will osprey and keith lee right i think there are a number of others that would be kind of amazing and i no i i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it it's right in front of my face and i'm going to give them wednesday to see if there will be any additions any changes to this card i definitely think we need the world championship from New Japan on the line against a significant competitor. Will that be Adam Cole? Will that be Hangman Page? Jay White has said it'll be neither. So I don't know what this means. I don't know what this means. I don't know what this means. I feel like this again looks like a rush job from AEW and that is unfortunate. On the New Japan side of things, they certainly have been promoting things with every show that they have on NJPW World. So yeah, this is really, really interesting to take in. And I'm intrigued to see how you guys feel. What are your thoughts on the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door pay-per-view that's happening this Sunday? Will you order the pay-per-view? Are there enough matches that are intriguing to you? Or are you not interested at all in this presentation? Let us know on the socials. When we come back, we'll get you up to speed on all things Vince McMahon. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But that I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! 
I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever going to happen here. Word a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a them and there's a you, there will always be S-H-W. Southern Honor Wrestling is now on IWTV. Relive the biggest moments and memories from SHW's historic first year. I'm in Dallas Vegas here at Southern Honor Wrestling. Quit. But Jericho is here and can't watch out. It's going on. Oh, my God. Give me a minute. Oh, man. Over you. Oh. because we're just getting started. Don't miss another second of SHW, the fastest growing independent promotion in the Southeast. Check out Southern Honor Wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers use promo code SHW to get five free days. SHW, this is our wrestling. This is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks, and you know I only do it one way, and that's big. You're not listening to The Faction. Welcome back, family. And so Vince McMahon has been in the news now for the better part of a week. The news started, of course, with the Wall Street Journal breaking a story. So there's an investigation happening right now relative to Vince McMahon and John Laronitis. He's being investigated for $3 million in hush money that was allegedly paid to a former employee. There's allegations that this employee who was making $100,000 received a raise and bump in pay to $200,000 a year and then was passed off as the report said like a toy to John Laronitis this past Friday on Smackdown Vince McMahon made his first public appearance since these allegations and simply said a few words then now forever together leaving a lot of people wondering what did we just see and what does this really mean so we've got some additional news on Vince McMahon the first piece of news has absolutely nothing to do with this but has something to do with some leftover business from the XFL so there was a lawsuit that was out where Oliver Luck was suing Vince McMahon and the XFL over a wrongful discharge suit he sued them for 24 million dollars and as of this point they have come to a settlement yeah there is a settlement that happened out of court it was mentioned on a friday filing from oliver luck's attorney where luck requested an order 
permanently sealing the records in this case. So we don't know the terms and we probably likely never will. Settlements of civil actions like this include generally a broad confidentiality provision. So in other words, we'll probably never, ever know. Now, this trial was actually supposed to begin on Monday, July the 11th. And so now we know the trial won't happen at all. The case was based on an alleged breach of Lux contract to serve as the commissioner of the XFL and had been whittled down to one potential defense. And with all of this happening, bottom line, that's over. So that's somewhat of a win for Vince McMahon. Now, back to what we know about Vince McMahon and this situation. So an interesting piece of news says this, that a memo was sent to the talent featured on Monday Night Raw telling them that, quote, pending the conclusion of our board of directors internal investigation into misconduct allegations against John Laronitis and Vince McMahon, John Laronitis has been placed on administrative leave. So that means that Bruce Pritchard right now is serving as the interim head of talent relations. So if you're following, Bruce Pritchard is now the interim head of talent relations and Stephanie McMahon is the interim CEO, while Vince McMahon is at this point just in charge of all things creative. So imagine all of our collective gasps and surprise last night when during Monday Night Raw, we all of a sudden hear the theme song, No Chance in Hell. I certainly thought there was a parody being played. I thought someone was playing a joke on us. But here comes Vincent Kennedy McMahon strutting to the ring as only Vince does. And I'm sure the rest of the world was wondering what in the world is happening here. Vince McMahon then goes on to promote the upcoming appearance and return of John Cena, who will be back on television at Monday Night Raw next Monday night. And then he saunters back off again. So I have to tell you, this actually bothered me. And I'll tell you why it bothered me. I really felt like Friday was his statement, dare I say, of contrition to basically say, I'm going away for a while. Hopefully I can garner your support. The WWE will continue and I'll fade away and call myself obsolete. How's that for a Jeff Hardy reference? Instead, we get Vince McMahon twice in a week, not even twice in a week, twice in about four days. It has been a very long time since we've seen Vince McMahon on both Raw and SmackDown, and he's just coming out at this point to have something to say. So now I'm moving from perhaps feeling uh, some sort of, I don't know, uh, understanding of the fact that we're seeing the last of Vince McMahon to understanding perhaps what's really happening here. And so it's becoming obvious that Vince McMahon, by giving us a promo for John Cena and finding random things to do, is clearly trying to find himself in the good graces of WWE's universe. On top of that, it kind of feels like, and this is the best way I can equate it, this probably doesn't apply to everybody, but some of you can relate. Those of you who grew up 
with parents who would spank you or would punish you. Do you remember that feeling that you had when you knew you were in trouble, but you were waiting for your parents to kind of drop the hammer Okay, whether that was a spanking, whether that was punishment, you were waiting for them to acknowledge it. In the process of that, you just did anything you could to get into their good graces. So you started telling them, hey, mom, I love your hair. Your eyes are so pretty. Did you see this today? And you start talking about all of these random things that have absolutely nothing to do with the issue at hand, hoping that you can garner their favor. That's what Vince McMahon is doing, and I think it absolutely is tone deaf. I think it, again, speaks to the consistency of Vince McMahon, that I think he feels like he's above the law, and I think he feels as though if I keep coming out and people keep cheering me, that I'm going to be just fine. And so I don't want to lay a lot of blame on fans, but I do think fans are going to have to be a bit more responsible here. I think at this point, three days out, it has been plastered all over the news what's going on with Vince McMahon. I think it's irresponsible for fans to continue to cheer for Vince McMahon and act like he is this incredible person when right now he's being investigated. And again, I say this, if Vince wasn't guilty or Vince didn't feel like this was an issue, he would not have voluntarily stepped down as the CEO of this company. So, yeah, I find it a wee bit problematic, to say the least. And here's the thing. Now that he's showing up regularly on our televisions, what's to say we don't see him as a regular fixture again on Raw and SmackDown until this is over? I, I don't like this. It doesn't feel right. But who knows? What are your thoughts? Am I overreacting relative to Vince McMahon? Let us know right now on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. So, a little bit later this week, we will have a full review of Impact Slammiversary, the 20th anniversary of Impact Wrestling. Some really significant things happened there. So, we're going to go through that. Don't worry. We'll have a recap on Raw. We'll talk about Dynamite. We'll get into all of those things as we're leading into the Forbidden Door pay-per-view happening this Sunday exclusively on pay-per-view. Also, two quick things. If you've not checked out Battle Slam Vendetta or Battle Slam Fight for New York, you can check out both right now on Fight TV. I'm blessed to do commentary on that and really excited about those moments. Also, make sure you're getting your shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfied as we want everybody to begin to bet on you. You've bet on so many others for so long. Take that same energy Focus on you, bet on you, and you'll be amazed the accomplishments that you will achieve. So with that said, we're going to get out of here. Hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, the EP, John Murray. My name is Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. (laughs) 